walking like earlier today, I was walking in Target and I just broke down, man. Started like um come tears just flooded my eyes while I was walking through Target. And he's like, You're gonna be doing mundane things and it's gonna hit you and you're gonna cry. And then he said, and then other times you might do something and it reminds you of something about her that you loved and y'all laughed about and you might laugh. He's like, and both of those are okay. He's like, you have to remember her for the good times and that you're missing her. Um, and that's how you're going to get past it. What up, what up, what up? It's three brothers, no sense. I'm so happy to be back. Um, we took a little hiatus, uh, but for good reason. I'm joined my brothers from another mother, my co-hosts, my friends, my backbones, Rizy and Buff. Uh, we're going to start with you, Rizy. Rizy, uh, tell the people what's on your mind. Man, so much, so much. Um so for those of the listeners that don't know, if you don't follow us on our social media, uh, my my wife passed away last week or yeah, last last yeah. Tuesday, um, very unexpectedly. And so I just want one. That's why we didn't post. That's why we didn't drop an episode last week. But yeah, or this, I guess this week as we record, whatever it is, we didn't uh, drop an episode but I want to tell you guys, I appreciate all the outpouring of support, the love that I felt. Uh, these two guys flew in from Houston and from D.C. with their families. Um, you know, we had a, a a just beautiful, beautiful homegoing celebration for my wife. I really appreciate all of that. Um, and, you know, everybody posting, everybody saying, you know, condolences and everything. And, and you know, when when you are giving those condolences, you might think it, it doesn't make a big difference or whatever, but I promise you, I, I looked at everyone. I read everyone. It encouraged me when I was in some of the darkest times uh, during that, that the last week. And so I appreciate it. I really do appreciate every last one of them. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. And, um, you know, you might be wondering why I was like, no, nope, we're going to record this week. And, you know, I go to I go to counseling. I went to grief counseling. Uh, I actually had a counseling session today. And, you know, I told him, like, this is therapy for me. This is my way of getting it out. And I know it might sound weird because it's in front of everybody. You know, just talking to my, my, my two best friends, like being able to say. What's going on with me and them being able to give me feedback. I know the listeners are there, but it really is just us guys talking. And so um, I'm here for some of that therapy, man. I'm going to get it out. And listeners, if y'all hear me go quiet or I don't say nothing for a good while, I'm probably crying. Um, but like we said on earlier episodes, man, it's okay to cry. Get it out. You know, we started this show back in August and uh, it's now March. And I think each week we've shown you guys the no sense side of this podcast. You know, we have a lot of fun. We talk a lot of noise. But as Razio mentioned, how Ferg and I, you know, we both traveled to Birmingham. We really showed that brother side, man, between the three of us. Like, you couldn't tell me we had different mothers that whole weekend. Like, we were one, we were one big family. We all hurt. 
I'll never forget that phone call Ferg made to me when he told me what happened. So um, it was, you know, despite everything that happened, it was good to see how well we came together. I've I've gone from a few episodes ago saying how I had never cried in front of my wife. But between Kobe and what happened last week and the phone call my mom gave me that time, I should, I think I didn't cry about 30 sometimes now, man. So that's <laughs> That's out the yeah. window for me, man. Yeah, man, so, that, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> so um, I didn't already forgot what else I'm going to say. I'm going to just say this, though. We have no idea where this show is going to go today. So just rock with us. We usually have a format of how we we want things to go today. We are, like, really, really just freestyling. So just rock with us on this one, man. Well, Rozzy, um, man, I don't even know how to express the love and the just the the level of just respect I have for you right now, man. Um, I, I I made it up in my mind that we would never do another show. I just to be honest with you. I was like, it it'll never be the same, and it and it, and it never will be the same. You know, it too. never will. Be, you know, it never will be the same. And yeah. but to come back. Not even just for this. This is just on a whole nother level, man. So tip of the hat to you. Um, but just the strength that you possessed and you presented all last week um, through it all, man. Um, man, you, you, I, I, I don't know what to say into your family, into your friends, into all our listeners and people that have supported and asked and prayed with you and. I'm going to be honest. I have people calling me, checking up on me every day right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, same, uh, same, same. And the fact that this show has made an impact on so many people, I have people like I've never met Rozzy, but I, or I haven't talked to Rozzy lately. I have a, a friend that was talked to me. He's like, man, I've never met him, but I hurt my brother. I talked to him a few days ago and he's just like, he listened to the podcast Actually, Tuesday morning, and I talked to him later that week, maybe Thursday, and his whole thing was like, I feel like I just talked to Rozzy. And I'm like, nah, you ain't just talked to Rozzy. But hearing you and not meeting you, but just continuing your relationship and growing your relationship with him through the podcast. So, man, I'm happy that you're back. I'm happy that we're doing this. Like Byron said, I don't know where... This episode is going. I don't know where the, the the podcast is going, but I'm just happy to be back in front of you, in front with, with you guys. And uh, something you said at Jenica's home going service is you're not going to go back into your shell. And I mean, everything I've seen or heard since then from you shows me that you're not. And so I'm proud of you. Whenever you want to do this, however you want to do this, let's do it. But I've been talking for a while, so I think I'm going to shut up, but I'm just going to not just shut up. I'm going to offer a moment of silence. Let's take a, a few moments just to pay, pay honor and homage to a great woman who will be with us forever. And after that, uh, we'll pay some bills, man. All right. How you holding up over there, Rob? Good, man. I'm tearing up, but because uh, 
y'all know usually this is when she's busting in like hey y'all and stuff like it's almost oh, yeah. like clockwork like yeah usually be coming through that door <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah man well uh when you bring us back in you want to you want to give your joke oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay all right well we're back like i said it's a little different from um what we're used to what i didn't get to say last time is when i le- last left us i was telling you guys about we were talking about the accidents. Haley got an accident. I had an accident a few weeks ago, and I was just telling you how great progressive and caliber collision are. Well, let me bring that back up, and let me tell you something. <laughs> progressive. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. That's so, a big 180. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Since then, I, I bought a new truck from a friend, got a new policy with progressive, and they did a great job in handling my my claim. I bought the truck at the beginning of January, got in an accident end of January. It was really crazy. Got insurance probably a week before I got the accident. You guys know the story. But at some point, Progressive supposedly sent me some a letter or whatever and reached out to me saying they needed me to verify my address. So they sent me a letter to my address saying they need to verify my address. At the same time, I had a lot of claim stuff going on. And basically, I woke up the morning. I woke up Monday morning last week to an email from like four o'clock in the morning said my insurance had been canceled. They terminated my insurance because I, I had made my payment and everything. And so in the state of Texas, you have a lapse in insurance for a day. Uh, so at that point, I had no insurance. And so when I go back to call Progressive, they're like, oh, we needed you to verify your address, but we can get you on another claim, another policy. My policy doubled. Ooh. Yeah, my premium had doubled. It went from like 160 something to 300 and something dollars. My bad. And all they had to do was backdate it one day and I would have been good. Um, yeah, they did that. And now they're found out there's some more problems with the truck and they're trying to say it was like that before it got there. And I'm like, nope. So uh, a big F you progressive. And I will follow up next week to let you know how I feel about caliber collision, depending on how they handle this. Mm-hmm. But um, on a lighter note, uh, Rizy, I think you owe us a joke. And I think you can, you know which one I want to hear. I think it might be your best one yet. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so for everybody who don't know, um, Jenica used to slide these jokes to me. Uh, so, the, you know, everybody thinks that they're my jokes. But these are Jenica's jokes. I just want to throw it out there. But um, so why don't people like peppers? Uh, why? Why, <laughs> why yeah. don't they? Because they be holloping your business. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that, Leo. Yeah, yeah. That, was, uh, that, was, that, was, that was the best one yet. One of my neighbors, it's funny, one of my neighbors stopped me and was like, when I got back from the uh the service, I had to go tell my that joke to my husband. Like they they were yeah, they were yeah, super excited about good. that. It was good. Yeah. Uh and I actually, bro, like I said, your the the strength you sh- that you displayed through the whole thing. I mean, you 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 told a joke. And it was your best joke yet, you know. Yeah, yeah. If you were gonna ever bomb, that was the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nobody, you know, it's like Apollo. Nobody could boo me. 
I was a little kid. The bless his heart. Yeah, <laughs> bless his heart. Yeah, bless his heart. Bless his heart. You know. So, oh, that's um, hilarious. Man, all, all that was uh, like truly from the uh, heart, man. Like I, I woke up that morning. I hadn't written it yet. Remember me and you we were t- yeah. walking around the block, and you were just like, just make some bullet points and you know mm-hmm. speak from the heart. And uh, I woke up that morning just kind of talking with Jenica, um, trying to kind of telling her basically that what I promised uh, and, and I was like, you know, I promise I'll take care of the kids. I promise, like, just like I said in the, in the, in the speech is like, I promise I won't go back in my shell. I promise that I'll stay out. I promise I'll keep the house like you would want it and everything. And, you know, I, I just kind of felt her being Jenica, just say, say it with your chest. But, um, you know, she was did she like, say, did she say last nigga after yeah, that too? Nigga behind it, yeah, like, <laughs> You know, and and she's like, tell you know, tell it, tell it, tell all of them, and so that's how I ended up with that man, and you know, it came out great, and you know, I stumbled right at the front, I, I a, a tear kind of came, and I and had to kind of get my composure, but after that, it really was just kind of me making my promises to her, and I, and you know, I know I was talking with everybody or everybody in front of me, but really it was just me and her. Like that's kind of how I pictured it. And that's, I guess why I could be so strong at that point. Cause it really was me just saying, you know, this is my wife. This is how she is and making my promises to her going forward. So that's, that's what I wanted to do for the whole celebration, man. I wanted it to be her. She never wanted this like super sad occasion or anything and so what we did for all the listeners who weren't um there we will maybe maybe be able to get some pictures i think uh some folks took some pictures on the inside um but we took mannequins and we put a lot of the clothes that she had made on mannequins all my sisters her sisters our close friends wore things that she had created um it was it was truly an event to celebrate her it wasn't about or her life not just her passing and she wanted people to be uplifted and that's what we did man we just uplifted the people who came and and said celebrate her life don't just mourn her death and and that's so that's how we did it man it was a full-blown fashion show i mean people were in there with uh they their faux furs yeah, yeah. Phosphorus. <laughs> like they, 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 you know, like it was Her busted off the Jay Z double breasted. So you know, I do what I do. You know, I got, I got a, <laughs> I could, I. Jenna could never made me a custom suit, so I had to uh, bust my own custom suit out there. So I, I think she would have been uh, proud of me. Yeah. Uh, she would have said Ferg Daddy killing him. So <laughs> I had to do what I do. But no, I mean, it was a beautiful. I'll say ceremony, man. Uh, and the way the family came together, the way friends came together, uh, the way you put it all together in such a short period of time. Um, I'm officially afraid of Gigi now. Man, Gigi, Gigi, like made this thing happen, man. Her and shout out to Miosha. Uh, I appreciate everything that you did as well between those two, man. I, I couldn't have done it without, uh, without them. Yeah, bro. And for people that don't know Gigi, Gigi's like two foot three. Uh, she's just a little ball of fury, just so small and angry and just takes charge. Gigi, like, you know, and, uh, but she handled it. You know, I was calling her throughout the week and, uh, when I heard her, uh, snap back at mama, I was like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Oh, there's a new sheriff in town. (laughs) So, 
And, yeah. I, and I'm apologizing like GJ, I mean, it's like, I got this and I was done. So, uh, man, but rise, we gonna let you kick it off, man. Uh, let's start, let you start with your, your question. Uh, I actually had a couple and okay, well, that I wanted you to talk do. through. So, um, the first one is I want to talk in the black community and cremation because I cremated my wife. And of course that was a big, long drawn out discussion with my mom, her mom, family, everything. I, f- I think our family still hates me for it, but, um, you know, it's what she wanted. We had talked about it. And the thing about it is we, we did it. So I wanted to hear you guys thoughts on it about cremation, what it is. And then I'll kind of come back to why I decided to do it. Well, first off, I thought you had a good compromise because we still had the service and she's, you know, you're honoring her wishes by having her cremated as well. So I thought yeah, that so, was a good compromise. So that, that whole cremation is cheaper thing went way out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay for both, huh? Yeah. So I was never a fan of cre- uh, cremation growing up. I don't know. It just, I don't know. In some kind of weird way, it just feels like when you cremate somebody, it's like you care less, I guess, when you when I, when I was growing up. But, you know, when you get older and, and some sense about you, it's, it doesn't matter that like they're gone, like like death is death. They're gone. So whether they're six feet under or in an urn, they're they're gone. So I remember when my dad passed, you know, me living up here and him being in Mobile, you know, I had people that were trying to handle things for me. But they were also, and I'm speaking as delicately as I can because I don't know if they listen, but they were also spending the money, but the yeah. money was coming out of my pocket. Exactly. So, spending my money. So, so they're picking out all these different things, but they're not spending oh, they, money. Oh, they made platinum cats to go down? Yeah. Oh, let, let, me get, let me get two of those. <laughs> What's the newest limo you got? Yeah. Because we need that. Oh, <laughs> Tesla make a limo that drive itself? Oh, they got a new hearse that put the so, body in the ground itself? Yeah. So believe you me, Pops was about to be cremated. I let go of all that. You know, if you cremate somebody, you care less. But luckily, I had an aunt that uh, stepped in, his sister, and she split the cost with me. And we went on ahead and had the uh, service and that you two guys came to, which I, um, yeah. to this day, I appreciate you guys for. Of course, so, we're here for. So, um, yeah, man, that, that's pretty much all I got. I don't know why. I don't even know how that idea got in my head that, you know, cremate cremating someone is less. But is that a black thing? Like from like for you to ask that question, you must feel like that's a black thing that occurs. I think it's a black taboo. Yeah, because I mean, I think the black funeral in itself holds a place in the black community or the lexicon of like that we we know what a black funeral is. Like this is a you need a casket for mom and them to, to yeah like fall in they, they take made, me with. They made them. They make movies off of black funerals. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's yeah. a whole thing. It's it can be a production. So it's almost like that final goodbye, that final way to show show how much you care to the world. Not saying all the time, but it can be. And so I think sometimes, just like you know, because maybe we don't know any better. We haven't been taught any. Not even better. I'm not going to say it's better. We don't know anything different. So we 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 know what we know, just like a lot of times we 
black person gets out of the hood or gets make something on sale, the first thing they got to do is go buy a new car and they got to show it. I think that that black funeral is us showing it. The fact that we've all seen or experienced people raising money for funerals that don't have it when there's a cheaper alternative. And I don't want to make it all about the money, but I think it's it's the reason I'm talking about the money is I think is because it's ingrained in us. This is how we're supposed to do it. You said your mama and uh, her mom said something. I'm pretty sure they found a Bible verse in there somewhere to try to make it a biblical, you know, rationale why we do this. And it's like, nah, I mean, we just do it because that's what we've been taught. If you look across the world, there's so many different burial rituals or uh, death rituals, but we have our way, you know, somebody got to do a cannonball into the casket. Take me. I wasn't ready. You know, June bug found Jesus at the age of three, like the, like all these different things, but it's part of the the black funeral experience. Um, I'm all for doing what that person, how that person wants to be remembered, especially if they plan for it financially, mm-hmm. you know, if, you know, you guys plan for it financially. So either way you can, you know, if Jenica's wish was to have an elaborate funeral, you know, you probably wouldn't have did that, but you still would have had, you know, the, the, you know, the burial and all that stuff. But if this is what she wants, you know, and the fact that, you know, cremation can be more, permanent you guys uh were able to cremate your wife you have a a nice memento or keepsake that you can honor her with in your house moving forward you know you know you put them in the ground you got to go to gravesite and all that stuff and i don't know how much people go to gravesites or whatever the case may be but there's a benefit to all of it it's just what that person wishes if they ever get that those wishes out and how you want to remember them. My question for you is what if you guys never had that conversation? Would you still have cremated? Probably not. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that if I didn't know what she wanted, I would have probably gone the traditional route. Okay. Right. Because yeah. at, at that point, it, that that's the automatic assumption is you do the traditional yeah. black funeral. Right. And but we had had that conversation. And that's one thing that I'm I'm going to throw out there to anybody, because you don't know when it's going to happen is to plan for it, you know, and have those conversations with your spouse about what you really want, um, because we, we sat and we had those conversations, mainly because we traveled so much, you know, and we were like, it's, it's funny. We threw we would record videos before we went on vacations about like who gets the kids and stuff like that. And like send it to our, our family because we're like, we don't know. So we had had conversations about just in case, just in case when we were going to Hawaii, just in case the plane goes down or something like that, what would happen? And so we knew, and going to other people's funerals, watching movies and stuff like that, we would just be like, I don't want that. I want this. I want that. And, and everything. And, and so how we got to the conversation about cremation was that, Jenica, I can't remember what movie we were watching, but they were going to the grave site and, and things. And 
if anybody knows Jenica, Jenica was a hippie. Jenica was not. She was like a super rolling stone. She was like, I, I can get up and move at any given moment and I can you, move complete cities. You called her a homeless bomb once. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And she was good with that. Right. Like, that's what I mean. She was definitely a hippie. And she said, I don't want to be locked down to a single spot that people ha- feel like they need to come to to talk to me and see me. Just like you talk, you just said, you know, you don't know how often people really come to a um a gravesite. She was like, I don't want them to feel like they need to. She was like, I am here with them. They can talk to me anytime they want. My spirit is here. You know, she was very much God fearing. She feels like she's in heaven. We're looking down, and she can talk with anybody, and anybody can talk with her at any time. So she ain't had no jokes. I'm pretty sure, Jenica, and I want you to put me right there in case you bring another chick in the house. I want her to see me That's what I right there. What? That actually, like actually, yeah, she did. did she did. That, that was that was the other part about it. She was yeah, like, "That sounded like yeah, Jenica." I know. I'm, I'm, she she pointed at the uh, the mantle uh, over the fireplace, and she like, "And I'm gonna be right there. That's where I want to be, so I can be in my house with my children, uh, just in case something happens." Um, so what we did is we ended up getting like lockets that you can put some of the remains in. Uh, for all her family members and everything. So they would have kind of a keepsake and something that they could keep with them as well. Uh, so they'll have that. And, but yeah, the urn, the remains and everything else is going to be right here so that the kids can, they can say their affirmations and they can say, Hey mom and everything every morning, if they feel like it, you know what I mean? And, and know that she's right there, or at least her body is right there but her spirit's with me at all times everywhere. And so that's kind of why we, she went with cremation, uh, not to mention, you know, we're ecologically friendly. And so she was like humans in general, just, we just take earth and be like, Hey, we're going to carve this little piece out for our dead people. And now nobody else can use this ever again, or in the near future, just because I want to maintain this little bit of real estate you know, for the rest of the foreseeable future. She, and she disagreed with that. She was like, that makes no sense. You know, um, we, we need more and more space and more and more land as we, you know, we take over the earth and we grow, grow and everything like that. So she was like, no, I don't want any of that. So thought of that. Yeah. Like when we, once we had that full blown conversation, it was no doubt in my mind what we were going to do. Like I, you know, my mom, her mom, friends, whoever that questioned it, I was just, I'm like, I, that was one that I shrugged my shoulders and be like, oh, it's happening. You know what I mean? Because yeah. after that conversation and seeing how adamant she was about it, I was like, there's no way. There's no way that I wouldn't follow through on my wife's wishes when, you know, she's so adamant about it. So that's how we ended up with it. But yeah, it, it's a fight. And I really think it needs to be a discussion had in the black community like Ferg, like you said, you know, I had the resources to give her a full blown funeral and the cremation. Everybody doesn't have that. And to say I'm going to spend ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars on a funeral when we're doing GoFundMe's to do that, when you can cremate and have a memorial service for, you know, three, four thousand. That's a huge difference, especially for somebody that doesn't have it. So having that conversation and understanding the differences and, and I guess bucking the tradition is hard, but that was Jenica in general was that she bucked the tradition. Like that, that's why she didn't want to have the sad wear black to my funeral, you know, funeral 
she wanted something that was more upbeat, uplifting, and everything like that. Down to the music, bro. You talked about a production, bro. Like planning a funeral or a homegoing service or celebration of life, whatever you want to call it, is a production. If you're really thinking about the people that are coming and that person, um, you know, down to selecting the songs that are going to be in the solos and those types of things. I mean, it was that serious when I was like, we probably listened to 20, 30 songs and the songs that we selected, I literally cried when they came on. That's how serious it was for me, man. Like, it still hits me now. Like, I can feel those songs down in, in my bones, man. And so knowing that she loved them, they spoke to us and her situation and everything else. It, it is a production and it is creating a production because you want to, you do want to celebrate that person and send them out in the best fashion that you think you can. Um, so it's a, it's a long, arduous journey, man, but I just wanted to do the best for her uh, and, and, and compartmentalize that and, and worry about myself after. And so that's what I did. And that's, that's, uh, why today, uh, you know, I talked about uh, going to, to grief counseling, uh, me and the kids, we went to grief counseling today uh, because I was like that my time is next week. I'll figure that out next week. But this week is about my wife and about celebrating her. And so I'll grieve later. And and it was hard because it was times that I broke down and I couldn't do it anymore. But again, Gigi, Miosha, my parents, you know, were there, y'all, when y'all showed up, man, it, it, it just lightened my heart to know y'all were here. And, you know, the Friday night before the uh, ceremony, um, just everybody at the house and, and it might've, some people might've thought it was like disrespectful because there was so much laughter and joy and everything, but people remember, remembering Jenica, they were laughing about like her and, and what she would do and what she talk about. And, that made it just a little bit easier, man. And and so folks, if you're going through, surround yourself with people, surround yourself with loved ones, because it, it, it makes a huge difference. Like I talked about, don't go in that cocoon. Don't, don't go back in your shell. Um, don't do that, man. And, and get out there, let people in, let people help you, let people support you because uh, I couldn't have made it without all y'all. I promise I couldn't. You well, mentioned, we were there for uh, you too. We 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 uh you mentioned that she wanted to be on that that fireplace mantle so she could watch you. Did she hear that episode when I said uh Tabitha doesn't have my permission to move on? Yeah. <laughs> so, so so did she give you permission? Do you have permission eventually one day? No, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my girl, yo. <laughs> I don't. I don't. So. Oh, that's messed up, man. Go say you. Bar, you just. You and your quotes, man. <laughs> well, y'all mentioned how Gigi is for the ladies that do try to eventually shoot their shot. Just know you have a gauntlet of sisters from Pooh to Gigi to Gina to Tootie. Like you have a gauntlet before you get to this brother right here. So <laughs> they gonna have to have like they A plus plus game before they get through, man. Cause I'm telling you, man, they they are ready. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be so difficult though because like and and truthfully, I you, you guys remember it, the episode we talked about remarrying, and I was I was quick to be like, no, I'm not remarrying, yeah. and I talked about how it's hard. Marriage is hard in general, 
But now looking back, it's like I I don't know if there'll be a, a point where I could give anybody even a fair shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like every girl that would shoot their shot, if they got in my DMs, it's it's comparing them to Jenica. And it I, I don't know if I'd ever give them a shot to be like, yeah, you 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 measure up. So yeah. that's gonna be the hard part. The the other thing I wanted to say to you too before we move forward, and a lot of your explanations, you're like, I know it may have seemed disrespectful because we were doing this, or it may not have seemed right because I did that. Dog, let me just tell you this one good time. You don't owe nobody not one decimal point worth of explanation, brother. Okay, because the way you love that woman and the way you put that together and honor her, nobody can say to you. I'm telling you that right now. So you don't have to explain nothing like laughing at the house that Friday. I wish I would hear somebody say, man, he disrespecting her in my presence. You know what I said? I just said anybody that gives you problems, send it to me. I was I was I was ready for that smoke all weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, no Sherman like, was. <laughs> <laughs> Sherman definitely was. <laughs> but no, I mean, I just it, it's not one of those things that I I want to apologize for. I think what it really comes down to is there are people who may be listening to this outside looking in that may think that. You know what I mean? And, and so yeah. I'm just saying, if they did think that, it's here's here's what it really is. You know, yeah. and and because. Everybody doesn't grieve the same and everybody isn't going to break down and jump in the casket. You know, um, you know, our pastor, he was coming and he's been counseling me through this. And one of the things he said he's is it's like, stick with him. Yeah. Stick close Michael, to that brother. Yeah, yeah. That's my homie now. Like, yeah, we, we so he came over and he was just like, look. Every you're going to grieve different ways at different times, like you might be. Walking like earlier today, I was walking in Target and I just broke down, man. It started like um come tears just flooded my eyes while I was walking through Target. And he's like, You're gonna be doing mundane things and it's gonna hit you and you're gonna cry. And then he said, and then other times you might do something and it reminds you of something about her that you loved and y'all laughed about, and you might laugh. And he's like, and both of those are okay. He's like, you have to remember her for the good times and that you're missing her. Um, and that's how you're going to get past it. So, you know, and I, and that's how I'm kind of living and that's how I'm navigating where I could be sitting here talking to y'all just, I got teared up just a second ago. I don't know if the listeners could notice it, but you know, it's, I could be talking to y'all having a regular conversation and then it's just something that I'm saying just, just touches me or hits me, man. And that's where I'm at now. So luckily my job, man, they're, they're being, um, understanding, they're letting me get as much time as I need. They're like, take as much time as you need. Don't worry. Don't rush back. Um, and, and now with the coronavirus going on, everybody's working from home anyway. So I think I'm a little bit better because I can I can answer emails. Like, you know, yeah. I can I can do that part. Um, and and that's the other thing is text messages helped because I, I can compose myself to answer. It's a lot easier than trying to talk to somebody and try to get it out. And so. You know, I, I love the text messages. So anybody who called me and I didn't answer, but then you text me and I text back. That's probably why it was like I couldn't talk, but I could text you back like I, I could I could chat. So, um, you know, just kind of explaining where my head is and where was 
and everything. I mean, it, it's it's still difficult, man. Every day is just it's it's just one day at a time. Yeah, man. I mean, it's still brand new. Like to be able to to do the things that you're doing at the level you're doing, doing it, I mean, is more than commendable. So you don't like Byron. So you don't got to explain to anybody. You don't have to say, Hey, I'm taking dude, you're doing awesome. Yeah. I I can't stress that enough. Uh, You had another question for us or uh, what did you want to go next? Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess this is one for mainly YouTube because I'm going through it now and you know, I had a plan, but I wanted to ask you guys, are you guys prepared financially if something happens? Because I know you guys are in two different uh, scenarios. I was in a third, you know, Jenica didn't work, right? She was in school, but she didn't work. So she wasn't a breadwinner at all. She wasn't bringing money in. So I didn't have to replace income with her passing. Um, but I know both of you do, uh, you know, certain different levels. So are you guys prepared for that sharing your your plans or whatever and then you know i was going to share kind of what i had in place and and no no numbers definitely not throwing numbers out there but just like are you guys what do you have that type of thing yes and no for me um yes in a sense that if so let me start with me if something happens to me well i'll do both if something happens to either one of us we're not going to have, excuse me, we're not going to have to go on GoFundMe or ask for any money like that. But will the person, the person that survived with their lifestyle change, I can't 100% say for sure. I need to look at all the numbers again. But like, as far as like keeping this house, we have uh, our cars and, you know, just how we are able to have extra money to go on trips and stuff like that. That may change. Like I said, I need to double check that. So, Yes, for sure. You know, a service can be taken care of and bills can get paid up to a certain point. But I think I said on the previous episode, on one of our earliest episodes, that in addition to the life insurance I have at my job, I need to go ahead and stop dragging my feet and get additional life insurance, you know, because I do want to make sure it's at the point to where she I love what you said at at Jennica's service. You was like, I'm going to keep the house. I want them to grow up in that home and I want her to have that option that, hey, I don't want to change things for Jasmine. This is the house she's grown to know and love. So I want to keep it that way. I want to keep it to where she can afford college, get her first car, stuff like that. So now that you asked that question, it definitely reminds me of some of my procrastination and how I need to get that extra life insurance. And I need to double check hers because I know I'm almost certain she has life insurance, but I know like my amount for me. I don't I couldn't tell you her amount. So mm-hmm. those are things I need to know. So I'm not as I'll, long story short, I'm not as prepared as I would like to be, but I am prepared to the point to where I won't have to sell uh fish plates. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh yeah, uh we're good actually. We're probably better than good. Zia make out like a bandit if something happened to me. So she's really good. Um, and we actually, you know, I'm a planner and I'm a, I overanalyze things. So, of course, I mean, this situation had us talking. I mean, we had a nice little drive from Atlanta to Birmingham. And I think we had that conversation on the way. Financially, we're good. 
there's definitely a different gap similar to you being the primary breadwinner or the breadwinner in our family, you know, something happening to her, you know, today wouldn't affect me as much financially, but it's long-term, you know, her not working right now. It's just, it's a short-term thing and it'll happen whenever we see fit for her to go back into the workforce, but long-term, you know, still that mortgage and stuff like that. So we definitely have enough to pay off all our debt and still be able to put some aside for the kids and stuff like that, because I would still expect to work and continue doing what I do, bring in the majority of the lion's share of our, our, our income. On the other hand, if something happens to me, of course she has, uh, she has the money to pay off all our debt and she still be sitting really pretty for several years, you know, to the point where, and we, we just didn't talk about that. We started talking about what we would do financially. Like, Hey, I would need you to pay this off, this off, this off invest, put this amount aside, invest this so you can live off the interests of that for foreseeable future. You know, you, you invest a couple hundred thousand dollars in the right thing, you know, and you know, you can, you can live off that, um, the, the interest off that, but, uh, yeah, she's good. What it actually made me think of what you were saying earlier, if something happened to the both of both of us, you know, the finances is one thing, but how do you, how do you cope with that? Like, how do you, Hey, um, something happens to us. Who takes our kids, mm-hmm. you know, plan a plan B, uh, the benefits of both. How do you, how do you set that up? You know, that trust, because if something happened to both of us, that that beneficiary will be sitting really pretty and just making sure they don't take, you know, that money. And all of a sudden they go buy a house in freaking Italy somewhere. And my kids are sitting there starving and not getting education. That's something. And what the future will look like without us and not even just financially for the kids, like who are people that we still want in their lives? You know, hey. You need to make sure you stay in touch with your God, your godparents. You know, you need to make sure you do this. You need to make sure you do that. You know, hey, something, even if something happens, just one of us, hey, make sure you take the kids to see my mom and my family once a year. You know, without me, you know, Z just driving a mobile randomly is really there's no other reason for her to go to mobile besides to see my family. But like, hey, I still need to do that. You know, yeah. those are things you got to start talking about, like, hey, when I'm not here, what are the things I want you to carry on? Because the finances, Byron, you can go get a, you know, get with a insurance salesman or financial planner tomorrow. And by the end of this next week, you have all that taken care of. But there's so many other things that still need to probably happen or plan for financially, you know, mentally, emotionally, you know, what you would like to see your legacy be and what you would like to see the direction of your family in case something happens to you. That's the toughest. That's the tough conversation we're we're starting to have. So, so so as of right now, you guys do or don't have a uh, a better like someone that the kids go to if something happens to both of you guys. I yes, but we have to finalize it. Okay, we have to finalize it again because it's it's one of those things you talk about. You know, like yeah, something happens. You know. 
and probably similar to Rising. Like Rising and Jen were at the top of that list, you know? You know, uh, just being honest, like, does that list change now? You know, right. that's, you I'm, know, I'm, I'm a single parent now. Yeah, that's too much. You know, two more kids on top yeah, of that. You, you can't yeah. do that now. You know, um, those are things you, you look at, you know, the older you get, you know, it's easy to say your parents, but the older you get, the older they get. Exactly. You know, yeah. um, I'm thinking probably off the top of my head is be one of my siblings, most likely my sister. But, you know, that's as of now, that's who we I think we. I think we decided on that. I'm hoping she still uh, likes us enough to do that, but who knows? It's tough because yeah. it's easy to say, "Yeah, I'll be that person," or you take that responsibility. But when um, one thing I've learned about life, it, it it has a way of showing you that you're living it. You know that you're a part of this thing called life, and so those things that you don't plan for tend to happen. But did you really plan pr- appropriately? Like, yeah, if something happens, this person's going to take care of my kids. Are they really? It was great to say in theory, but are they really mentally, emotionally, financially prepared to take care of your kids? Yeah. Or even get a windfall of, like you said, you have plenty of insurance. So that person's about to get, you know, however much hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. Is that person financially stable or financially aware enough to even get that type of money and not blow it in two, three years? Yeah, you know, so that's that's the other part. They may be great parents, or you know, they may be able to raise the child, but at the same time, they may not be responsible enough to get that money and and keep the money. Yeah, you know, so, that's when trust and all that stuff comes in. And I'm not talking about like trusting somebody. I'm like an actual trust. You yeah. know, creating those things. So that's one of the things we talked about a few episodes ago. One of the things I want to do, and I was actually talking about a the week before last is I definitely want to get licensed to sell insurance just because of things like this. I think so many times we, we don't realize in our community that things happen and we're, you're talking about cremation. We talk about things that are taboo. We don't talk about death. We don't talk about planning in that stuff happens. We've all experienced or seen somebody have to go fund me. And at the same time, you know, we're not just talking about GoFundMe, and I know Rosie, we kind of debate about this sometimes. But hey, just having being able to have a pay an extra twenty five dollars a month to have uh, life insurance on all your parents or the el- the the, uh, the elders of your family to the point when that day's going to come, most likely they're probably going to leave before us. You know, just statistically speaking, speaking probability wise, how what kind of legacy are they leaving? I had this conversation with my dad a few months ago, about a month ago. And, you know, he was always talking about all the stuff he wants to do and how he wants to make it big. I'm like, hey, I think the best thing you can do to leave a legacy for your kids is get a life insurance plan and cover. Make sure you cover cover yourself. But, hey, allow us to sign off on a life. I'll pay my money to get a life insurance plan on you. And Mm -hmm. so when that day comes, that's money you can say, well, my kids don't have to worry about college because we were able to get a life insurance plan on their dad, their, their, their grandfather who helped pay for college. You know, those are things that we need to do or look into or help make college bearable. You know, even if it's $10,000 per kid, that's $10,000 we can put in a 529 today and know that, hey, by the time they graduate high school, that's going to uh, mature enough to help with college. And we're in a definitely big, a better spot than we were 
we would have been without it. So, yep. That that's it, man. Like, and and truly, Fark, I know we we debate about insurance, but never, ever, ever would I debate or question life insurance and the need for it, and and how much, and and what usually I'm debating is more so people that want to use it as an investment vehicle to try to grow money. Mm-hmm. That's not what insurance is for. Mm-hmm. And, and but as far as like definitely covering costs, covering, you know, wealth transfer, transferring money that you already have to somebody you know, tax free. Awesome for that. Uh, so insurance has definitely has its places and you need to have somebody that knows those places. So definitely go talk to somebody about it. I mean, I, I'd never, ever question um, the need for it. Yeah. So, and, so, that, and that's what we will say. I will say. So uh, when I get ready to go get that extra do I have to do it for in each individual person like Jasmine and Tabitha, or can I go to a MetLife and say I, I want coverage for both together and just pay one most, amount? Most policies have a child rider on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless you want to just do like a $100,000 policy for Jasmine, most policies come with like a ten dollars or $15,000 child rider automatically on it for the when you do yours. So they're covered basically enough to bury them. Yeah. Um, because you know, the you thing know. about it is losing a child, you, you're not trying to replace income. You're not trying yeah. to do that. Like nothing changes. There's no right. reason for you to need a bunch of money after they they're gone versus, mm-hmm. you know, your like I said, your spouse who you're trying to replace their income and try to keep that same lifestyle with your kids. So, you know, you, you probably the child writer is enough. For um, that part of it to, to make okay. sure Jasmine's uh, good and then you just need to really back into like you talked about what do we really want this money to do so we can figure out how much uh, we actually need and, and and you know get that like you know mine was uh, pretty simple because I had the military and my job and they offered it and again we weren't trying to replace income on it um, Jenica so you know, I max those out and that's why I'm able to, you know, put the scholarship. I'm I'm able to do the things that Jenica has talked about wanting to do in her lifetime. I'm able to do them like right now because of that, you know. So with the scholarship, she always talked about she wanted to do a scholarship at UA because, you know, it it's the most expensive major at the University of Alabama. People don't know that. Um because not only do you, it, you know, it, it's the exact same cost for the hours. The problem is that doesn't include all the extra fabric and everything else that you're trying to buy. So people that are going into that major, you know, they're paying regular tuition like everybody else, but they're coming out of pocket another two thousand or three thousand dollars every semester just in fabrics and notions and all that stuff so that they can make the stuff that's required in that major. So to be able to give somebody an extra thousand dollars a semester or an extra, you know, $500 a semester is big for those folks. And so that's really why we're trying to set the scholarship up uh, to be able to let somebody be able to, to follow their passion and follow their dream where, um, because everybody didn't have, you know, a eight year old older husband that was, you know, financially stable enough to cover those extra costs that uh, fabric and all that stuff through the semester. So that's why we're setting it up. We, we hopefully, you know, that'll, that'll be in by the fall. I don't know if they'll actually be able to award it in the fall, but I spoke with 
with them on today, yesterday. I can't remember when I told y'all I did it. Um, yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. The days of guys, the days have like just mushed, mashed together. I don't even know what day it is today. Like, <laughs> truthfully, you know, um, but it's, I spoke with them and we're getting all that together. And so I, I appreciate everybody that's uh, doing the, um, the PayPal and everything. Really, I set that up just for the people who might have gone and bought flowers and everything like that. Um, and I appreciate everything that you guys have sent. But what eventually what we want is to actually have it at the school set up on the school website. So when you um, you give to it, you can get your tax deduction if you need it. You'll get the letter from the school saying that you gave it to the scholarship and everything like that. So that's coming. By all means, if you want to just continue to PayPal it to us, I appreciate it and we'll take it. And we're just going to add that onto the uh, the endowment. But, you know, that's what's going to be coming eventually. And I'm going to we're going to definitely be sharing that because I want you guys to know that we did actually use this money for the scholarship. Um, and so we'll be letting you guys know exactly uh, what comes out of that. That's oh, yeah. But uh, to answer my question about the insurance, I don't think I did. Um, but, yes, we were. Uh, kind of set up and uh, I guess at this whole episode is kind of dedicated to how in depth we talked about and prepared for this because we had those conversations and we had those tough conversations. So again, just like Ferg and Byron said, guys go out, have those conversations with your spouse, with your family, uh, especially if you have a spouse, have it with your family too. So that everybody knows, um, because if you have that just that conversation just with your spouse, uh, then your spouse has to have that conversation with the family. Uh, and that makes it way more difficult than if you just had that conversation with them. Uh, so let them know what you want. Yeah. Everybody yeah. know. And like Ferg said, that comes down to who's getting the kids and who you want to have the kids and everything else, uh, because all of that makes a difference. And that's just one less fight. That's one a little bit less stress on that surviving spouse or that surviving parent. And so if you're not in a, a relationship and you don't have a spouse, make sure your family and your, your, you know, somebody knows that can actually take care of those things. And that's going to kind of have the gumption to stand up to people when they try to question it and want to do their own thing. Cause that's the hard part, especially if you don't have a spouse, say you want your sister or your brother to kind of take care of that. Uh, but your, your, your parents may be totally against cremation, but they, everybody, even if you had that conversation and everybody knows you want to be cremated, um, you know, you want to make sure that you have somebody that's going to follow through on your wishes, even with the pressure that might come from everybody, the traditionalists and all of that. So it's a lot, man, it goes into it, but I just, I just want you guys to be prepared and, and be able to get through it. Like I did. And the final, my final note on it is, um, be ready to get counseling, man. Cause it, it's, it's a long, long road. And, um, like it's been a week for me. It feels like years already. So, you know, I, I can only imagine what the next two to three weeks are going to be just, you know, driving this Ollie to school this morning and him just saying, I miss mommy, man, that broke me up. Like every time it breaks me up, every time he says it, you know, or I want to see mommy, can we go see mommy? Um, you know, have pictures. If you're not a big picture taker, take pictures, man. Like I used to scoff and roll my eyes every time Jenica made us do a photo shoot, but you go hear, do that, you, man. You hear this, Tabitha? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, is she the one that rolls her eyes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No. I got to do, do better at that, man. Z gets on me every time. 
it's not even just photo shoots. It's just random pictures. You know, it's just like, yeah. stop. Like, I'm, I'm, and I'm, and what's crazy for me is the me I want to be likes pictures. The real me, I don't got time for that. Like, man, let's just enjoy the moment. Why do we have to, like, we're here. Let's do it. Why do we have to stop what we're doing and enjoy the moment to capture the moment? And it feels forced. But I will say that was one of the beautiful things about the ceremony and just the weekend. You know, there was you saw the love and the life uh, and that energy in the pictures you guys took. It was just so many different pictures with so many different people. You know, your goofy ones. It captured captured Jeff. even even the photo shoot we did at the not photo shoot, but the, the shots we took at uh, the live the live show. You know, Jenica was being Jenica, you know, her attitude and stuff like that or her personality was shining through those those pictures. And so that's one thing you, you're right. You, we got to capture those moments and I have to do a better, I, a better job myself. So um, hopefully Z doesn't listen to this episode so she won't hold my feet to the fire because next time she takes a picture, she go. I'm a frown up. I already, I already I, I'm already frowning up in my my my, my mind thinking about how this is going to come back and bite me in the ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, if you look at most of those pictures, I'm probably frowned up in most of them, but Jenica's just being Jenica, right? And, yeah, yeah. And, and that's Even the her thing, mom said that. Yeah, it's, it's, man, being able to go back and look at them, though, I mean, I, I, I love Google Photos for that because Google Photos will put them in an album for you. So I can just click, you know, Jenica's pictures and I get every last picture that I've ever had of her and I just scroll through them, man. So definitely take as many pictures as you can. Um, don't waste the time. Don't don't get caught up in work and everything else. I mean, enjoy the time while you can, man. Like she made me do that because I'm I would have been the one that never took a vacation. Uh, so every time you guys saw us going anywhere, it was probably her that, that planned it and pushed it. And it was like, you're going to take vacation um, I already booked it, so either the money's gonna be gone, or you're gonna waste it. And you know, I don't like what to you, like to waste yeah, money. You ain't about to do that. So, so I'm. I guess I'm going on vacation then because it's spent. Yeah. So yeah. you know, but do that, man, because you know you don't know that every every day is precious. So, so for for those of you who don't know the dynamic of the relationship, Ferg and Razio are like super close. Like I'm close to Razi, but they're super close. So therefore, their wives. We're very close in Sabrina and Jenica. So I say that to say the people that were like hitting me up or the comments I saw on your page, Rizy, where they were like, I didn't know her, but I, I felt like I did. Or the people that commented on Three Brothers No Sense page and said, you know, similar things. I felt like I knew her. I'm right there with you because like I told Rizy, uh, you know, while I was in Birmingham, I really only met Jenica five times. It's like five times. And most of those times, you know, she was kind of huddled up with Sabrina or with you and the kids and stuff. But when we did that live episode, which I went back and listened to, you know, just to hear her and stuff, man, which is a very funny episode, by the way. That's when I really got to know her alumni weekend. That, that was like the most time I spent with her. So when people say, you know, just hearing Razio talk about her on the podcast made me feel like I knew her. I relate 100 percent because I learned so much about her. Just doing this with you. The very first episode we did, the first 10 minutes, dog, you mentioned how she saved your life. I had no idea about that until you said it on that episode. So 
I just want to tell the listeners, man, Buff is right there with you. Listening to this podcast, I felt like I knew Jenica. So when Ferg gave me that call, that's why I broke down like I did at work, man, because it, it was like I lost a sister. Yeah, man. And not to, I mean, this show is for her. The show is for you. So I'm just going to speak my piece. You know, when you call me, dude, I, I don't even want to go into that conversation. To see you hold the way you've held, man, I'm so happy and so proud of you. And I feel like uh, Jenica came in your life for a reason. She saved your life. Yeah. And, and you've said it a thousand times and we've all said it. And, and people that even know you, that's the first thing they said. And I think the the her coming into your life and even being able to, you always hear people say, give people their roses while they're alive or while they're here. The fact that so many people who never met you, never met your wife, got to understand and feel and hear the love that you had for this woman uh, through this is very rare. A lot of times people can go back and just talk about like, well, I loved her. I did this. But you never really showed it. You never really expressed it. You didn't give them that love. They can tell that it was genuine. So if for nothing else. This podcast will forever uh, memorialize the the love that you um, give me a second that you showed for your wife and something that, you know, your kids, my God, kids, if they ever wanted to truly understand how their father feels or felt about their mother. You know, there's no lie in it. You know, they saw you in your goofiness. They saw you in getting in trouble. They saw you be truly who you were and who you guys are. And I say R because she's still part of you. And um, that's the thing of beauty, man. So if we never record another episode, man, for the fact that you got to express your love for your wife while you were while she was here and got to hear it, man, that's all I needed. That's all I, I will forever be grateful for this podcast and this time I've had with you guys for that reason alone. So, man, man, it, 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 it was a thing of beauty. Um I don't have much more to say about that, man. I I wanted to keep it as try to as upbeat as possible, but uh, to hell with all that. You know, <laughs> you're my brother. You know, everybody that knows, like I said, I have people calling me every day, checking up on me and asking about you. And uh, she was loved. You are loved. Uh, so if you take anything from this, you know, you were saying people might question or think you were being or things that happened over the week. People were there to honor Jenica, but people were there to support you mm-hmm. because they knew how much she meant to you. And I'm I I sleep a little easier. I can sleep last week. I, I couldn't sleep and I'm not trying to make this about me, but I couldn't sleep because I knew with she meant to you. And my biggest fear was, I, I don't know if he's going to make it through and seeing you this week, seeing you today, talking to you over the last few days, I know it's going to be tough, but I know for a fact, you're going to be okay. You're going to be better. And okay. Just being around the people that have your back 24 seven, people were scheduling visits. People were scheduling uh, everything. I mean, help. Nobody might be there this weekend because of coronavirus, but that's only because of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, 
They, but, they cancel man. all their soccer practice, man. Yeah, you know what I'm like, man, I can't do this because I got soccer practice. Dodge, you ain't never played soccer day in your life. How did you become a soccer coach? <laughs> man, yeah. hey, you do things when your kids want a soccer coach. So he wanted to play soccer. They needed coaches. That's kind of how it works, man. Did so, you read uh, Soccer for Dummies or? Uh, no, they actually, they had a, a little like handbook that tells you the rules and they tell you like they actually break down each practice of like all the drills you run each practice. So, you know, it's you five. Eh. It's yeah. basically let them kick the ball around and don't like kill each other. That's pretty much how practice goes. So, you know, so when you said that, I thought about how in movies they do like a cut, a cutaway. So you want to be a soccer coach and then they <laughs> do this cut screen. And it's a, that's what I'm thinking. It was just like one of those episodes where you just got these little uh, random white kids running around. With you with your so you want to be a soccer coach, hands on your no, hip. What I will tell you though is when I signed up, I went and watched Will Ferrell's kicking and screaming. Okay. And I was like, that's the kind of coach I'm gonna be. I'm getting me like a big coffee pot right next to the Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's one of my he's one of my favorite actors, as a matter of fact. Will Ferrell is pure comedy. He is he has no he has no chill. Like he he he's not scared to take it too far. Mm-hmm. So he's one of my I I love all his movies. So Will Ferrell is my dude. Uh, Are they funnier than Harlem Nights? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yes, you have to tell people your revelation. Oh yes, um, that was one of the other things I spoke about at the uh, funeral. <laughs> um, Jenica did get on to me about how uh, Harlem Nights is better than life, and she was like, "No arguing, uh, that's it." And she walked away. <laughs> Literally, she walked away after. She was like. Um, you're wrong man yeah (laughs) i was like i don't want to tell you're wrong because it's an opinion but you definitely were wrong (laughs) like it's on netflix it's on netflix i'm gonna go back and watch harlem nights just just in case dude i mean (laughs) it's it's hilarious man dude watch it and i'm telling you now that you're older you'll appreciate it that much more the comedy that ensues I, i watched it like Five six months ago, like okay. I know how funny it is. I'm just saying, sunshine, I, sunshine, alone, sunshine, alone, just a sunshine dynamics. Yeah, red hey, box hey, in it, man. Like, put your mom on the phone. Stuff. Put your mom on the phone. <laughs> Left us hey, man, I ain't come on my fridge. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I just want to say that I got a chance to meet the smart mother bleeper. That was on oh. our episode. Brandon, he, oh, yeah. he, from, he, he flew it from uh, Kansas, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah Kansas. Um, also, Raziel didn't just have me and Fur. So Fur came from Texas. I came from D.C. You know, Sherman and Erica drove up from Jacksonville. We had people from Atlanta, Mobile. We had one girl that drove from Biloxi to Mobile up to Birmingham because she had to pick And drove back up. the same day. Yeah, exactly. And drove back the same day. Oh, stick man. I didn't know he was coming. So all of that was cool, man. And uh, I also want to let the listeners know that every time we record the show, after we finish recording, we'll do some comments afterwards. And I'll be like, hey, Rozzy, I love you, man. And he'll be like, yeah, all right, man. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) I want the listeners to know this past weekend, I got Rozzy to say I love you, too. So I broke through. I broke through, man. <laughs> he, he said that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like uh, the end of like the end of bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It was a good turnout, man. I want to shout out to the bros. 
We had a uh, KD chicken, I guess, you know, some KD chicken. Right. It was pretty good, the, you know. The, it's, it's the best chicken in the frat. <sighs> the parts that are cooked. Oh, wow. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow. but no, it was good time, man. The bros came through, man. My hat's off. Uh, that's what the bros are about. Is about the friendship you had. So many people, your line brothers, your neos, your pro fights, just bros throughout the city just come through. They even had a separate event at the frat house Sunday, Saturday. That I don't even think we got to make it to. Mm-hmm. Um, but they understood they were there. Hats off to BBVA Compass, man. When I say your coworkers came through and show it out, like it wasn't just one or two. It might have been 10 people there. It it didn't seem like it was that that traditional, we're just paying our respect. It was more like we're here for you. We feel feel for you. We know you, we love you, and whatever you need, we got you. I got that true sense from them. And it just lets you know that. You know, your love, you have a you have a community behind you. And also, I think that, you know, you you married a beautiful woman to the point where people can sense energy. They can sense they can sense the BS and they could tell there was no BS around there. And they felt like, hey, if anybody needs us, it's, it's him, you know, so had a, had a blast um, for what it was that weekend. I mean, to be in the situation it was, it was just being around so many good people who were all there for a, a common cause and for a great cause at that. So, um, and uh, I'm gonna let you close us out today. Uh, do you even remember the six rules of podcast? You gonna you gonna close us out with that too, Razzy? Nope. He most, he most definitely don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. We'll see. Um, no, I don't remember. I was like, like, okay. look, look, yeah, no. Like, oh. love, light. <laughs> make, make, make sure they know the uh, email for the PayPal for the uh, Memorial okay. Fund, too. Yeah, yeah. So, again, just like I opened with, thank you for, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. The bros, thank you. My job, BBVA, definitely. I, I've been with them 19 years, but I feel like if I had been there just a year, they would have treated me just the same. That's the type of company it is. That's the type of coworkers I have. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, I know a, a good number of you guys listen. That's in my department. So really appreciate you. Definitely all the bros that came through, all the uplift, the love that I got, the text, the group me chats, like bros. When it went when it went out, it went out so fast. I mean, I was getting calls within two hours from bros that were all the way in like California, DC, you know, uh, Charlotte, like it was crazy how fast it moved and how fast the bros moved and swooped in to just send condolences and say that they got me. Uh, you know, folks I hadn't spoken to since, you know, my Neo days when I actually used to road trip and those bros still was just like, bro, we got you. Um, yeah, I I road trip for a little bit. I was pretty out. For a yeah, little while. yeah, I don't so, remember those days. You got to remember, I was a neo for three years, so <sighs> yeah, I, I had three yeah, years yeah. anyway. But love you guys, love everything that's happened. If you want to contribute uh, before we get the school set up, uh, you can PayPal Jenica Kimberly at gmail.com. That was her uh, business email. So we're trying to keep all the money separate. So we're sending it, shifting it all to that uh, PayPal address. 
So definitely send that as much as you uh, like or as little as you like. We we definitely appreciate every um, thing that you send there for the scholarship. And guys, just keep listening. We're we're still going to be here. Like I said, this is my therapy uh, outside of my actual therapy sessions. Um, so I I'm going to be here. I'm going to be uh, doing these, and and we'll we'll lose since later on and, and make you guys laugh but um you know i know this was a serious one but uh this was for you jenica so i, I think i'm a, i'm gonna name this this episode here's looking at you jen so here's looking at you babe we love you <laughs>